Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always wanted to hear the real deal when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, and physical well-being? This is Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. What's cracking, what's really good? They don't pull any punches. You'll only get the truth about how you get healthier, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And now, here's Tasha Makia and Big Dave. And we're back, good people. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Woo! What's up? Super excited, Dave. This week, we're going to be digging into our mental health and talking about some of the things that we've learned about ourselves during the COVID, that if the COVID didn't happen, we would have never realized these great things about ourselves. So crazy that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? Crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm feeling good. I'm a little nervous about Friday, but we'll get into that. During the COVID situation, how long have we been in this? About eight months? Is Since it March. safe to say eight months? March 19th. Bro, the last concert I went to was post. March 11th post. I remember we talked about that. Malone. And everyone regret it going well, in a way. I didn't regret it. They I mean, even released it. I remember when we talked about that. Yeah, we were going. I actually was invited. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not going that. But see, that was the beginning of everything. That we weren't that, quite sure as to what was happening, the, or you know, the day before that is when mm-hmm. Rudy from the Utah Jazz uh, announced that he was sick. Oh god! And gosh. they cleared the NBA court. Remember, they canceled the rest of the game. Kind of. I was at dinner watching the game on my phone. Yeah, and and basically that's when the NBA basically declared that. COVID had hit the NBA and they were Bruh. shutting everything down. And it then was, the concert was the next day. The con- I went to the Post Malone concert uh-huh. and I'm not going to hold you. Again, we didn't know the Nobody how, how, Nobody how crazy had this was going to be. Right. We didn't know that this would be the way it is right now, but it was just the most amazing concert I've ever been to. If you never saw Post Malone, you might yeah, want to go. Everybody but loved it. During the whole thing, like, do you remember how you felt when the COVID started in March? Like, Even our listeners, think about it for yourself. What did you feel going into this thing? Were you panicking? Were you not sure? Were you worried? What were you feeling when it first started? Let's go back. I was more kind of 
kind of intrigued, I think. What do you mean? Because I had never been around. I mean, none of us have been around right. other than like people that are way older. Right. Have been in, ever in like a pandemic. Right. I mean, we had SARS and we had somewhat Ebola to a degree. Right. But SARS was like the biggest one. But yeah. I've never gotten like a full blown flu. Yeah. So, no? But I've never gotten a flu shot. I got my flu I've shot. I've never gotten a flu shot. But I, I think this to. year I probably will. I did because, and last year my sons and I did it because I got really sick one right. year last year. And I was like, this was different. It made me feel like it was just completely different. So I yeah. told myself this year I would do better. Not just that, but when the COVID started, I told myself, let me just X out that one thing that's going to stress me out and just get the flu shot out the way just in case. You know what I mean? So that the hospitals and the, the people on the front line can t- tend to those people rather than the ones that are coming in with the flu. That was just me. SARS affected 26 countries wow. and resulted in more than 8,000 deaths. Um, that's from the World Health Organization, wow. which is pretty legit. And it was in 2003. I mean, I was an 2003, adult, 2003, I was yeah. going through the worst, Puberty. most abusive <laughs> relationship ever. I was super young. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I... So, I mean, think about that. That's the last thing you incredible. thought of. I mean, nobody thought of it because it Jeez. wasn't... It wasn't as mainstream as this. And, this is different. You know, I think, and now with everything kind of coming back. Yeah. You know, because people are just not paying attention. And then with Thanksgiving coming, it's just going to be like Halloween. Bro. So it's almost like every time we have like a huge like get together time, like a Halloween, yeah. a Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, birthdays. Labor Day, birthdays. Jeez. But I'm talking like like holidays. Yeah. Or the big... Something you see on like a calendar year. Right. You okay. know, it seems like two weeks after that is when we it's can pretty much plan. rising. So guys, of course, we're here in Colorado and right Right now, our mayor and our governor yesterday came on television talking to everybody here in Omaha City. So we're in the red zone, but they gave us a different color. And they added a purple. Purple. Yeah. California's in purple. Yeah. So California, purple's what? the worst. Purple's the worst. This is the first time Colorado's ever added a purple. And they said, we'll be on the cusp of purple next week. Oh, uh, So we're my in gosh. red, getting ready to hit purple. Purple means a full shutdown again. And I'm sure you guys that are listening to us that live in maybe different states or have families or friends or whatever different yeah. states. Yeah. I'm sure you're hearing this too. Now the toilet paper's starting to get rationed again and paper towels. Dude. Paper products, disinfectants. We were we were listening to that in the news today. So be respectful of other people. You don't know what they're going through. No. Like these poor servers, they're getting ready to start getting hit again. You know, they're putting that in implemented on Friday of, of this week for us here in Colorado. I don't know how it's affecting everybody else, but it's you know, yeah. just be patient and just remember, man, like, you know, you're not in their shoes. You don't know how their financial aspect works. Yeah. Still working on a stimulus package that they still don't have together. They need to figure that it's out. It's scary because how you know, and here's a quick question that, that that kind of intrigues me is how can you shut stuff down? without having a fallback. Like, I, you know I, what I'm saying? I, like, no, I and mean, I understand, I understand that. the medical aspect. I get mm-hmm. it. But look at it. You know, you're trying to hold on so people can keep their businesses and keep their, their lifestyle and their mm-hmm. and their basically their livelihood. Mm-hmm. But think about if you don't have something to give them to offset them not being able to work, what do you expect these people to do? I know, and, and I hear you with that. But here in Colorado, the ages from eight to 18 to 34 are the reasons that we're in this situation yes. again. Yeah. So for me, it's just like... You know, if if people would have been following suit, and this is how I feel, I, what I feel, what you feel is right. we're both different. Right. If we were following directions and rules, we I wouldn't advise. be in this situation no. all over again. No. So, do I feel bad for these businesses? Absolutely. The mom and pop stores, the the small businesses, that made absolutely. It the first time, and right. now they're going to get hit again. But if we all were doing what we needed yeah, to I do, agree 100% then we wouldn't have to be there's in this no situation. So it's this. like, yeah, none. it's there's just. None. 
it's it's pretty crappy. And so just just so much going on this Friday, we go into a whole different change where, you know, our gyms are going to be at 10 percent, you know, and you have to make a reservation to go to the gym. Yeah, a lot of um, them you do. And that's scary, too, yeah. because it's like, you know, you have X amount of people in the gym. And if these people aren't being diligent and getting tested and they don't know, then they go. I think the biggest thing that I'm learning and, and I think you would agree. What is that? Is get tested. Tested. Yes, tested. I got tested. I mean, regardless quick. of whether you feel bad or good, it doesn't right. matter. Mm-hmm. Just for your own personal benefit and, and for the those people who that love. are around you, yes. just get tested. Whether yeah. you're going home to the same people every day, have them go get tested. It's free. It's, it yeah. takes 30, 40 minutes out of your day. Yes, it's long. And it's more so the drive. Because it yeah, it took me just 15, it. 20 minutes just to get do down it. there. And then. Because then what if you don't, you don't think you have it, but then you do. God forbid. You're asystematic and then you're around your family and then, oh, well, we're going to be around family for Thanksgiving, so it'll be fine. And then you go and you're testing positive. Yeah. It, it just becomes a and domino see, effect that's again. another thing for me, even being a person that's on air, just like, you know, we both are. Right. But well, I've decided like you, to make, but. whatever, I decided to make the decision to not see my family this year right. for, for Christmas. Right. I mean, for, um, and for Christmas too, but for, for Thanksgiving. for you. Right. Like, and it wasn't easy because we look forward to going to see our, my nieces and my nephews in Philadelphia with our family and catching up and seeing everyone and and so we made the executive decision to just stay home and and yeah it's a lot for everybody so hopefully you're doing what's smart and and i don't care if it is with friends you know we don't really know where their kids kids have been so they can That's bring the it in it's you just scary don't know right now where and it, it seems like to me at least and, and again i'm just kind of speaking from my network right the people i'm around on right. a daily basis with clients and being at the mm-hmm. gym and stuff it seems like it's a lot of younger kids that are in school 18 to that so and so you know in 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 you know little timmy's class got it now they're evacuating and, and and clearing everybody out, which pretty much the schools in Colorado are all going pretty much remote now. And if they haven't gone remote, I know They'll CU, be there. CU, and School mm-hmm. of Mind stuff like that. I think yeah. are going remote here pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's like you know, one little kid gets it, and then the whole classroom's done. That's it. And it's the like teachers. You know, why does it take that? Why are we it even shouldn't. putting the risk there? It's like keep them home, wash their hands, put a mask on them, and just chill for two weeks. That's it. It makes such a difference what that can happen in two weeks. See, for me. You know, you can feel the emotion and the passion in our voices because we worry about you guys. We worry about ourselves. We worry about the people around us. But, you know, to kind of like go into a different type of feeling, like I'm happy that my kids are home and I'm thankful that I have the support that I have in my house. My mom is retired. She's helping us out, you know, while we're traveling and doing what we have to do for work or I'm here at the radio station. But I'm happy to see that my kids are home. Like, you know, they get up, they set their clothes out. It's just, you know. But you have a regimen for them. And I think that's the biggest problem. And I'm no joke with it, brother. With a lot of the family. Out of the parents out mm. there, and again, I don't walk in their shoes, so who am I to, to be critical of anybody? But no, I feel like most people that are successful with the online schooling and the virtual mm. classrooms, their parents or the, the the mom or the dad have a regimen for them. Yeah, like they get up, That's they important. have to go shower, or get cleaned up, like they're going to school. Yeah, they get their lunch, That's and me. then they're in class for X amount of hours. Yep. And then, you know, and they're not they're not playing around. They're not no. on their phones. It's nope. like they're in school. Nope. Now, granted, of course, I get moms and dads out there are trying to work and do everything. Single and parents, and I lot. get that. And, and, and trust me, again, I don't walk in their shoes, so who am I to comment on that? But I feel like if you have a regimen on a daily basis for these children to follow, it's going to make hell, life a whole hell of a lot It really easier. does. Like, for me, the like night your before. Situation, yeah. Your kids are so diligent about should, what they I, do. Yeah, I feel like I should have been military. But it starts with you. It really, it really does. It starts with you and your that's mom. That's the best way to put it. And that's exactly. It if they're yeah. not doing it, but but I think that this is one thing that 
with the shutdown coming again for pretty much us, and again, yeah. hopefully I don't speak Just, for other places, Yeah, utilize this time to be diligent about what your kids are doing, Yeah, you know, uh, documenting their time on like a dry board or, you know, making a schedule for them to follow. Oh, yeah. The schedule is important like because kids- For yourself, too. You no, know, it's true. And you know? I've always had a schedule, but I think you're right. I believe that you're right because from even for me, like, I think kids want to have a schedule. Kids need direction. And I love it because the night before- School, their clothes are laid out. They right. iron everything they have. Um, they won't wear the, of course, they're not putting on shoes in the house. Right. You know what I mean? But right. they got their, but, but their get them fluffies like on. Going to school. Because I want them to yes, stay in that state of mind. Right. Do your hair, lotion that's up, right. comb your hair, yep. brush your teeth, floss. Because the second you know, they fall off that, 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 oh. that, that um that schedule and that regimen yeah it's gonna be a nightmare and that's for back. me i have two boys two little boys so brother yeah. to the highest power but you know with all that craziness that's going on and all the panic too there are a lot of beautiful things that have come out of the covid and i know that sounds kind of crazy but you know like i i tend to see like even on social media a lot of people i follow it's like they're getting back in tune with their family or they're doing the small things all themselves. over again so to get into the topic that we are get you know talking about today is like what have you the listener dave myself what have you honestly learned about yourself during this 8 months that feels like 5 years in one year like it what does have feel you like it right? feels like it's been longer it's than it's the longest has. 2020 ever yeah. like but what have you learned about yourself what have you found in you that if the covid didn't happen and, and god bless everybody that has passed away due to it if the covid didn't happen you wouldn't have learned these things about yourself do you right. have a few of those things that you might have learned i about can honestly say off the yourself? top of my head i think budget really budgeting has been one of my biggest things because i mean you know i'm a foodie guy as we all know and i think that going out to restaurants and stuff is kind of like my you know kind of like i guess sweet spot i guess is the best way to put yeah it. you like to so eat we food. love to eat out and stuff like that and we don't eat at cheap places but anywhere you go anymore is not cheap i mean you know you can go to village inn and spend a lot of money anymore yeah. My point is, is just, I think, learning to budget and, you know, if you have extra money from not eating out and spending that money going out, put it to good use. Yeah. You know, put it into some investment or put it into savings and just put it into a rainy day fund. So when these things do happen, God forbid, mm-hmm. you know, you have a little bit of fallback and you're not reliant on, you know, the state to kind of come forth because until they put this stimulus money out there, it's going to be very difficult. It's tight for a lot it of is. people. And it's very sad because it's right before the holidays. So, you know, we're all going to do it whatever we can. But I think right. that's the biggest thing I learned was budgeting and being a little bit more productive with my time, not procrastinating as much for sure. Yeah. Like, cause I'm a creature of habit as well. Right. And if I don't have a schedule to set, because with my client load, yeah, I'm you're always on busy, a schedule. Busy, busy, yeah. So when I have a few hours, I'm just like everybody else. I procrastinate putting my laundry away, and you know, I don't, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll do it later, or I'll vacuum later, or you know, take the dogs for a walk later. And yeah. I think that once I'm in that regimen, I think that's one thing COVID did teach me. It's like, you know, okay, yes, I have X amount of hours open now because my schedule may not be as full being on COVID, right? But I still need to be productive, and I think that that's one thing that that's, that's so the first important. thing that goes away mm-hmm. because again, you're not on somewhat of a that schedule unless you're working remote from home right. or something like that. So yeah. I think that putting yourself on a schedule and being, you know, time proficient and then giving yourself that time to kind of be a little bit lax and play and stuff like that, then you deserve it. You you've earned it. So I don't know. I think that, you know, I've definitely been more cleaning the house and I'm always one to help around the house. I, I don't think that it's anybody's task. I think, you know, if you live together with someone, it's both your tasks. So if you're home and have time, then you do it. So I think that being time productive is my biggest thing for I sure. I think that's important. I think so. I think yeah, so. I think that's awesome. I think, you know, it's funny, really quick, when the COVID started, 
I really wasn't a per. I like to eat out. We always like to eat out once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you're a foodie person yeah, too. Yeah, I love. I well, when I was eating red meat, but I would love to go to Shanahan's. I love Ocean Prime. I right. love different type of places. But once the COVID happened, I think I started to go out and eat more. And it wasn't that I was being reckless or I was being irresponsible. To be honest, I was worried about the businesses around us, so I wanted yeah, to support we've been them. Very supportive of our places. Very too. supportive. Yeah, and, and and you know that's all we can really do. But then at right. the same time, it's kind of like you know then you look at the budget situation like I was talking about before, and it's like okay, we're not really saving much money here no. whereas we should be cooking at home more so i think i'm just safer and I, smart I'll be honest with you, i started looking up recipes today once i've been I, doing it too once i heard that they were going to shut down again and you know it's time to hit the grocery store and god forbid who knows what the grocery stores are like i don't uh, even know i, I went just, a few weeks ago because i had a feeling just watching up. the new yeah, yeah but we knew something was going to happen yeah you know, i just started i think for me during the covid i've learned so many different things about myself i need to i i realize that i'm hard on myself yeah um that i need to kind of lay back a little bit more and just let life go with the flow i learned that I could be a better mother than what I thought I was because of course before you know we thought we were doing everything great we're a great parent we're a great uncle we're a great this but then when the world slows down it was like you know I could be doing more you with got these a big kids. reality check that's for sure and, and it was yeah. I mean and, and again with the most the love of the Lord I was already a great mom but it's like you can always be better I, I feel like I'm more connected with my children right. I feel like our conversations are a lot deeper like bro I got home last night after having drinks with everybody here at the office sure. so I get home and my son was talking about in short, his teacher sent us something and, and he, he doesn't like to turn on the Zoom. So I was telling him, you know, whenever your name is on something, it's crazy because the same kind of speech I would give one of our on-air personalities when I'm ear checking them or any of the girls that I mentor in the school systems out here, I gave it to my kid and I was like, why haven't I been doing this for my kids? Right. So I told him if London's name is on something, you better make that thing the best thing ever. And right. my conversations are different. So I feel like I'm a better mom. I feel like I'm a better friend. You're more in tune with everything. I really am. And honestly, with our lifestyle you know and dave's like being on a plane and going and concerts and this now we were always on the go yeah. so i would go home wash and then leave and it's like you really didn't have a moment but at least you saw them so you right. think that's a moment right. you don't right. so i've just learned a lot about myself you and take that, it for granted yeah you kind of do not realizing you do and that's not a, a dig on anybody i not just think at all. that when you're in your your mode you know you don't stop and think because mm-hmm. there's really no time to do that if you're doing what you should be doing right but then when covid hit it, it makes you stop or at least it you should be stopping down. and <laughs> it really puts things in perspective like what is important like well you know maybe I should reach out to that friend I haven't spoken to or maybe I should reach out to my parent that I haven't spoken to because yeah. you just don't know yes. so I think that it gives you a time to reflect a little bit and it just does. kind of like put things in perspective maybe that's a different way of yeah. putting things in perspective to really like is that fight with your friend over X even things, worth it is that is it it's so petty is it worth it because you know what you could turn around and it could be on a ventilator right. and you know then what you're like oh my god like right. I should have made amends and, yeah you know we all are like deep down we're like he he but no let's be no, real it's like, true. no you, you just you know when things like that happen it's like you know it does change your perspective on things so I think that it think gives you a time to reflect and yeah. put things in perspective and what's really important what's not like and, do I yeah. need that extra bag do right. i need a new car it's right like, do i need a thousand dollar pair of shoes right, like right, wait a minute right it's like you know right now it's probably not the Moments. best time right and, and and again it's like it, it makes you grow up i think is what it that's the best it does way it, it makes really... you grow up and be an adult and make adult decisions because it's like you know did we anticipate it was going to hit again i think we knew it was going to probably I mean, peak I, again I, I, there was a point I, I where i was like no please god no but right. i mean but let's be real you knew we knew damn well when people aren't wearing masks and you know you go into an establishment and there's half the people 
are and half the people aren't. And they're like, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. It's it's inevitable. Something's going to happen right. again. Because yeah. we still didn't get a lick on it the first time. No. It was just kind of like dormant. And now it's reared its head. And now it's like back with a vengeance. And like it's, it's a You tried to situation. put me down, but you ain't putting me down. Right. And now people are like, well, maybe I should have listened. Maybe this is I legit. wish it did. Right. Because so it's, it's not like fair. now that this is what happens. Right. And we all have to take the hit. Maybe this will be the last straw. And people I hope will actually so. listen. I do hope so. Because you know? it's been a lot. You know, right. but I think that I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of people have learned about themselves. I'm on social media. I see in dads, not that they weren't good dads before, but people that are more in tune with their right. family. Putting the things in perspective. Doing simple things, yeah. you know, like going uh, outside with their kid and yes, throwing a ball. Putting together a fire pit, yeah. you know, just, right. just, just a little fire. Maybe not or, having their phone in their hand 24-7. Like put that down and spend time with your your family that's actually like right with there. you and quarantined with you. Yeah. That's one thing like Em and I, for example, mm-hmm. and I can only speak on us, is like we have grown so much closer. Yes, and, that's so you know, good. And, and I think that a, a lot of relationships can attest you to You either this. made it or you didn't. Right, and it's like, you know, you you really get to know someone when you're in the in the house with them twenty four seven. Now, granted, it's that way anyway. But this is like this a is whole, different because your kids can't leave, right? And you're, then you, you can go on date nights, right? right so right, now you got to right, be creative. Right. So it's like you know, you deeper. really get to know mm. this person in and out, how their mannerisms are, how they respond to you when you're twenty four seven with them, and it really has made or break a lot, a lot of, of couples. Yes, and I think it's a good thing because that's the way it should be. I think that you really can you can judge a lot by how a relationship's going to move forward, especially when you're in a pandemic. Locked down with yes. someone twenty four seven, and even worse, we'll go one step further if one of you gets it because <sighs> it's inevitable. And I've known someone couples. else is going to get it. I right. mean, if I get it, she's getting it, vice versa. Jeez. So it's almost like you know, you don't hold a grudge; you just roll with it and you deal with it together and you get through it. I feel like this is just a time where we really got to take advantage of moments, even and it, uh, moments yeah. don't cost money. No, you know, it's funny because when the pandemic first started, I called Dicks and I was like, you know what? Let me just get my son a new bike because he goes through bikes. I mean, right. they're broke. You know, my son's a tall and, as hell. Yeah, so it's like he doesn't fit on a nine. bike. So I'm like, they're out of bikes. Right. So people started to get more in tune with the family going on bike rides. Yep. Inflatable swimming pools were gone. Yeah. It's unfortunate and it's sad for all of us, including myself, that it took a pandemic for us to kind of clean our eyes and look right. at what's in front right. of us. Really refresh and see what is priority. You're right. That's a really yeah. good perspective. Whoa. I think at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot going on. Our emotions are high. Sometimes we're we're having a great day. We're waking up. We're having a, a rough day. But if you really stop for a second and look at everything that's been going on, there's got to be more than a handful of things you've learned about yourself. Oh, I think so. And I think that people don't acknowledge that they're foolish because oh, yes. you have got to, you have had to gotten to learn, try and say that three times. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, want to. Things about yourself that you probably had no concept or clue. And this shed a lot of light on it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing too is like we talked about relationships, knowing yeah. yourself, knowing that you can be alone. It's okay. Like yeah. even if you did break up with someone and the COVID didn't work out for just somebody, wasn't for you. It's okay. Like mm. you can be alone. Utilize that time to get things done that you normally wouldn't get done. So when this thing goes away, mm-hmm. you can start traveling and you can take on other jobs and you can do other things that are more productive for you. Yeah. Don't worry about everybody else. Worry Forget about Forget about you. that. Yes. And find the beauty. Yeah. Like I know it sounds crazy and I had just said this on the radio the other day and a caller called up emotional and I was just like you know I know it's a rough time but even in like the worst times of our life there's a lesson there if we let it there's a silver lining somewhere always always you know you just gotta be willing to find it you gotta put yourself to the side and get out your own damn way and find it because there's so many things that have happened for you that is a blessing that we're not gonna go through hopefully we're never gonna go through this again yeah like I said but grab those things and allow yourself to shine because you know we could sit here and talk about yes I have friends who have lost their jobs in radio yes I have friends who are going through it financially, 
But there's also some great things that are there too. So try and find those. I've had friends that have benefited tenfold with this from their business standpoint. Yeah. So it's like, you know, look at new businesses to start. You know, when you're when you have this time at your disposal, if your company is so nice of you to let you work at home and stuff like that, you know damn well you're not working twelve hours a day. No No. one is. And let's be real, no one's working eight hours a day, (laughs) taking three hour lunches and oh, I'll get back on my Zoom calls when I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, maybe this is the time to start a new business for yourself. Yeah. Thing this you've is been the time thinking to about. get to know yourself, start a new workout routine. Even though maybe the gym won't be open, you can do it at home. Be creative. Be yeah. productive. It's a time to teach you not to lean on other things. It's time right. to lean it's on a, yourself. A, and, and that's a that's a perfect example, and that's a perfect way to put it. It's a time to lean on yourself and be accountable to your actions mm. and know that, look, if this happens again, I'm going to be prepared, mm-hmm. and I'm going to financially put myself in a different position right. so I don't have to be so stressed out. Yeah. Now, granted, of course, that's a lot easier said than done. Right. I'm not saying that it's not, and it's very easy to say up on my pedestal here and say that. Right. But at the same time, we're in the same predicament as everybody else is. the same hours in the day. Yes, we have the same problems that everybody else does. Mm. And it sure as hell is more fun to do it with someone that you care for and love than all by yourself. Yeah. You know, it is. There's got to be something that you've been wanting to do when you go to your job. You're like, God, I I hate working for this person, but I wish I could. So take advantage of the time. Do your resume. Maybe look for a different job that you can work out of the house. I mean, there's so many different things you can do that, you know, organize your closet. Self-gratification. I mean, I had to do that the other day and I hated it. I color coordinated everything. Oh my God. I got blacks and grays and, and blushes yeah. and pinks and bur- I don't have blushes and pinks. I mean, you shouldn't. But I mean, there's I nothing wrong with a man wearing a pink. I like salmon. Okay. I like coral. <laughs> I think I like good and cool if I'm tan. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. In short, we hope that you learned something about yourself during the COVID. And I know that it's easier said than done. But there's a lot of great things that have come out of this if you really allow it. Yeah. Look at your kids. Look Go at your relationship. Your time too. Yeah. Go help with these food banks. Do like, it safely. God, God help these four people that are sitting in lines. Like, Go help with COVID testing. Go do yeah. something. There's that a you lot can that you can be there doing. Is. There, yeah. there is. Exactly. There man. Is. Speaking of helping other people, we're getting ready to check in with a special superhero on on the lines today. So we're going to be talking to Marla. She is the auntie to Sloan. Now Sloan is a three and a half year old who has a rare cancer and we're going to dig into it a little bit more. Get so, your tissues out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a little superhero too. She, she is Super definitely Sloan. a little Avenger. She- <laughs> we got Sloan's auntie Marla on the line. Now I have been kind of well versed on the story mm-hmm. following Marla. Yes. And I can't remember if I reached out to you, Marla, or if you reached out to me in regards to Sloan. I can't remember how that, that, came about but I feel like we're friends now <laughs> I think we definitely are and I definitely reached out to you because I've been I've been on fire yeah you have so tell us a little bit about Sloan what she's going through and what we possibly can do to help Sloan three and a half and she's a twin sister Sloan is my sister's daughter okay so one of her two daughters Carrie's my sister and she has her girls and um, everything was going really well she had twin girls they were born um, like pretty close to full term like everything was great and mm-hmm. right before Sloan's um, or Sloan and her daughter sister uh, Mackenzie's first birthday we started noticing that there was something wrong with Sloan and Carrie was the one who kept taking her to doctors and they were like you're being crazy like you know how you just know when you're mm-hmm. a new mom and you just learn when when something's wrong with your child Carrie just knew and she was diagnosed with a um, a tumor on her brain. It was a it was a pretty significant fact. It was like six centimeters. Said that when the girls were born, that Carrie was taking Sloan to the doctor. What were some things that she saw in Sloan?
alone that make her feel like she needed to take her to the doctors? It was like, I would say it was like 11 and a half months afterwards. And Sloan had been, um, she had like really good core strength, you know, and yeah. she just started getting kind of wobbly. And just, she just seemed off. And honestly, I didn't pick up on it at all. I was there. I was visiting. And I didn't notice it at all. But my sister was convinced that there was something wrong. You know, it's funny. They always say that parents and moms are like many doctors. Like we just feel when something isn't right with our babies. And when we follow suit, we can make sure we get it done. Like we make sure that what we feel or see actually is shown. A hundred percent. You just have to go with your intuition. I mean, right. my sister took um, Sloan to several different specialists before um, before it ended up being an emergency. And they realized wow. that she did, in fact, have a tumor. So they um, they removed the cancer. And she was diagnosed with ATRT, which is, it's extremely, extremely rare form of brain cancer. There's only like, I don't know, a handful, maybe, maybe 25, 30 a year that are diagnosed at all. And did they say like where this is coming from? Is it something in the family or did they say anything like that? No, this is just, no, no, no. And every avenue has been explored. This is just a really random, I mean, awful thing that happened. And so from that point on, after they removed the cancer, the tumor, did it return or? She got 52 weeks of chemo and six weeks of proton radiation, which was like a really specialized radiation. And um, I would fly out to be with my sister and we would stay basically like a week and a half, a month. We would be in the children's hospital. Um, I didn't go to every every visit, but my sister obviously was with her, with her daughter every time. And then um, we did six weeks of proton radiation. And then, you know, at the end of chemo, like you celebrate and you ring the bell and everything. Yes. Have you seen that before? So we did all that. It was a really tumultuous, obvious, you know, year. Um, but we thought that we were through it. And then a few months later, the cancer did come back in the spine. Did you guys see signs of it returning or the doctors just knew? No, you know, you get like the follow-ups, like the, the MRIs and all that type of stuff. And they found the cancer. It's almost like a little bit of powdered sugar sprinkled on her spine. So, you know, this, this ATRT is a really, um, really rare and really aggressive type of cancer. So mm-hmm. what ends up happening is we're continuing to treat it. Now, Sloan's, right currently, she's almost four. She'll be four in February. And um, we found out a few months ago, I think maybe it's around two months ago now, that the um, all of the treatment that we've done to help save Sloan from ATRT has caused her to develop a secondary disease called MDS. It's myelodysplastic syndrome. And what happens with MDS is it causes leukemia. So Sloan is, um, she's pre-leukemia. So they're, they're treating two different types of cancers and they each have to be treated in its own way. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's, She's the only, um, to our knowledge, she's the only person in the world with this combination. And, and when it comes to Sloan and just her personality, I mean, this is a lot for a three and a half year old, four year old to be in February. Like, what is her energy like? What is she as a person? Like, how is she through this? I know you said she's brave, but as her auntie, how is she pushing through all of this? She's three. She's so strong. How is she doing that? She is incredible. So the, fir- the first year, the chemo, it was, it was horrible. Honestly, it was hard to find joy in in a lot of those days. I mean, I remember my sister and I just like being excited. There was a little farmer's market outside of the children's hospital and we'd eat kettle corn in our pajamas. Like, yeah. it was like the, that was the highlight, right? But then Sloan has just had this amazing um, resilience. Like she'll lift her shirt up. So she has two ports. She has one in her chest and she has one in her head. The head is called the Omayo Reservoir. Okay. And it's where you, um, each of these ports, chemo goes directly where 
you know, it needs to be. So the Maya Reservoir, it goes directly into your spinal fluid. Right. And she's incredible. Like, she'll lift her shirt up and she'll tell you what to do. She loves um, bandaging. She has um, one of the nurses at Children's is her boyfriend. Her oh. Name is Andrew. And, <laughs> oh, my God. She will be like, I'm going to go see my boyfriend today. Oh, my gosh. She's um, so cute. She's, she's seriously, and I know it's because, like, she's my niece, so it sounds like, you know, obviously I love and adore her, but she is, she's like a little miracle. Oh. So happy. She's an amazing quality of life because she really doesn't know any different. You know, she goes to the hospital like twice a week. She takes chemo at home. She gets chemo at the hospital. It's terrible. I mean, it's really, it's something an adult, I've watched family members go through chemo mm-hmm. who are adults with a lot less, you know, resilience. Not, not that, you know, I mean, everyone has to go through it their own way, but it's, I mean, she's, she's really, she's miraculous. She FaceTimes me like a million times a day. That's incredible. And my sister's incredible. My sister's the best mom because remember, she's balancing another child at the same time. So how is the other child? How is Sloan's sister doing? Um, her name is Mackenzie. We call her Mackie. Mm-hmm. She's great. I mean, I think that it's, sometimes I think it's just, it must be really hard to be the other child. Right. But my sister and her family, they're so, um, they're so cognizant of the fact that they don't want Mackenzie to feel kind of left behind as far as attention is concerned. Right. And it, it, we have so many resources at our disposal. We have so much love, and financially they're doing, you know, just fine. So they're surrounded by everything that they need, but you can't just nothing. You you, you can't buy health. You can't love health. You know what I mean? So that it's the, it's what what we need is is a bone marrow transplant for Sloan to help cure this MDS so we can attack the ATR too. So when it comes to her bone marrow, I've now other her mom and dad of obviously they're not a match because I was reading her story. But what can we do to help you get the word out? Because I saw that there was a young girl on TikTok that's trying to get Sloan's story out, and I just got goosebumps all over myself. Like I was just like, wow, this is incredible that Super Sloan has so many people. She has such a huge fan base that wants to do whatever it takes. So what can we do here at Big Day's Power Half Hour to assist and doing whatever Sloan needs to get done? Like, what what can we do? The most important thing that we need is Sloan needs a bone marrow transplant. So I explained that she has the two cancers. She has ATRT and then the MDS. The bone marrow transplant would allow us to cure her of the MDS. It's the only actual cure for that disease. Okay. And then we could take all of that energy and fight the ATRT because sometimes the treatments for the two kind of conflict. So the MDS needs to be removed from the equation. So that would be the bone marrow. And bone marrow, it's, it's crazy because there's like 30 million people that are registered to be a bone marrow donor. Uh-huh. And there is not one match for her. So what we need and what we're asking the public to do is to go to her Gift of Life page. It's www.giftoflife.org backslash DC backslash Sloan Strong and request a kit. And what you do when you request a kit is you, you fill out a very brief survey online. It's just a couple of questions long. If you're between the ages of 18 and 35, you'll get a kit for free. That's awesome. So if you're over the age, is there a fee? If you're 35 to 60, they were, they ask that you pay um, just to cover the, the fees of testing your kit. So with this swab kit, what does it consist of? The kit is essentially, it's too long Q-tips that you end up swabbing on the inside of your cheek. Oh, that seems easy. There's a self-addressed um, envelope and you send it back and then you're in the database. This won't just help Sloan, it'll help so many people and it's really important to note that that people who are um, of mixed ethnicities 
people who are Jewish or partly Jewish, people who are Black, Asian, we're not represented in these registries the way that we should be. That's a huge problem in all different, um, you know, demographics. And the closer you are to the the person's racial and ethnic um, background, the better the chances that you'll be a match. match. So the, wow. also, the the best match is eighteen to thirty five. That's that's the sweet spot for donors. And then to be um, so Sloan is Jewish. So if there were Ashkenazi Jewish um, listeners right now, mm-hmm. that's Jewish people of Eastern European descent, there would be a better chance um, of them matching. But really, it's for the public at large. Like, unless you've done these ancestries or these DNA, um, you know, tracking, yeah. you don't really know exactly what you're made up of. And right. that, 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 that matters when you're looking at HLA typing, which is kind of the way that they, they figure out your bone marrow. That is so interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's really important that, that all different demographics get um, their communities to sign up to be in these registries so we can help not just phone, but, you know, all different children. So uh, when when we get the kit back, okay, because you've just taught me a mm-hmm. lot of stuff, which... I've never I always thought about doing the DNA and trying to find exactly what I am because we we hear what our parents say, but we really don't know what we are created of, you know, are made up of. But when it comes to the swab kit, how long is a turnaround time to find out if you're a match? So you won't find out unless you are a match. So this is just super random. But yeah, I would say maybe eight years ago, my father was really ill. He mm-hmm. passed, he passed away. It's a, also a rare cancer. And thank you. And I felt really powerless. I couldn't help. And I had heard a story about another girl who was looking for a bone marrow transplant. And I did these drives around Denver. And so I've been on the on the registry for over eight years, and I've never been called. Wow. But so, you're on it. So yeah. If somebody ends up matching you. I mean, you do need to be prepared to, to donate that. But it's one of the it's one of the most amazing gifts that you can give someone because it truly is. I mean, you're you're the typically people only have, you know, one or two amazing perfect matches. Mm-hmm. You're like that only person in the world that can that can truly save someone's life, which is I think incredible. It, it is incredible. So say I did the swap kit and I don't get a call back for Sloan, which I'm hoping I get a call back for Sloan, but if I'm a match for somebody else, maybe later on in life I'll get a call back for them if they need it. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Who knows? Anybody of our listeners, you know, if you're able to, you know, log on and we'll give you all the information. We'll put everything on Big Dave's Power Half Hour Instagram, Twitter and of course Facebook we'll put it all over KS's Facebook Instagram and Twitter because you just never know and it's the perfect season if we can do it it will be fantastic and Sloan will have a chance to knock one of these things out so we can focus on the other one in the event that you are a match what's the process and procedures that then take place when you get that phone call that's a great question that is a great question and I don't know a lot of the details sure. on what comes sure. next I'm I sure guess. there's a lot of preparatory things and, and tests they have to run to make sure that everyone's on the up and up. A hundred percent. I do know that there's no cost to the donor. That's that's completely um, taken off their plate. And I, I do know that I think you're out for a couple of days as far as, you know, not being able to work. I, I don't see an employer not being respectful of that. <laughs> Mm. I think that's a very legit reason why you're not showing up to work. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's it's an incredible gift. And you know what's so interesting is that so many people who found their match have been at, like, an unsuccessful drive where only one person shows up. Like, there's all these really weird and 
and just kind of crazy stories where it's the last person that showed up or it was the only person that showed up at a specific drive. Because um, typically these things are in person. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic is making, I mean, if people are looking for um, a way to help other people, right? So we do, you know, we know that people need food right now, right? Um, a lot of people are out of their jobs and things like that. This is just another way that you can that you can give back because the the um, the bone marrow community that I said are looking for these matches. Typically, they'll set up at colleges okay. or outside of concerts, and you can get thousands. So I've been working, and my family has been working for you know two months. And so far, we only have um, 3,200 swabs for Sloan. And if you think about the math, it only takes one, right? Right. But already, there's only been, you know, we've shared you doesn't match 30 million other people. Like 3,200 swabs, it's just not going to cut it. We need, you know, we need people to get behind her and, and all the other, you know, children that are suffering from, from um, you know, childhood blood cancers. So hopefully this swab kit will assist Sloan in what she needs and, and other children just... Just swabbing your cheek. I thought it was something a lot more difficult than just swabbing. And that's so interesting that it's a kit that comes to your house. Is that because of the COVID they're doing that or? No, this is the way it always is. It's just, it's just interesting. You're taking some cells from the inside of, of your cheek and they, you do it in like four little positions. It takes maybe 30 seconds to do the whole thing and, and put it in and send it back. And then they have. They have it in case somebody needs it. If there is anything that we could ever do, I'm going to text you um, my personal cell phone number. But if there's anything that we can do to help Sloan, to help Carrie, to help you with this journey, we would love to get the word out no matter what it is. If it's social media or just, you know, talking about it on air, we would love to do whatever it takes to make sure we can get the word out for Super Sloan. Yeah, we have to get more than 3,200 kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know how you get, you know, people to to care. Like sometimes I look online and I'm like, watching an elephant fall over and there's like three million views on it and then I put these videos out about like the strong child and I get like a thousand views I'm like what is going on no it's the time and I just feel like God's connecting you with the people because your voice is being heard that's why I said to you in the beginning of our call I was like did I did I bother you or you know how did this work because I I just see Sloan everywhere. And then it's funny because my sons actually go to school with your babies and Miss Lisa's baby. So she was telling me about Sloan. I was like, yes, I know Sloan. Like, I feel like I know Sloan. So whatever we can do to assist, we are willing to do that. If you can give everybody again all the information on where they can go to get their swap kit, where they can go to read some more on Sloan and get some more information, because this is the season. This is the time where everybody needs to step up. I think right now is the biggest time. We're home. Take advantage of the fact we just had this conversation before. Before we got on the phone with you yeah in the sense of basically people need to be more proactive and right stop now dilly-dallying around and this is definitely one thing someone can do not just to help sloan if it didn't work out unfortunately but so many other kids and people that need this so you know anybody that's listening out there life. okay so it would be giftoflife.org and then it's backslash dc backslash Sloan Strong. You can also, the link is in, so Sloan has her own Instagram handle, and that's Swab for Sloan. And um, the link is all over the website. You can see videos of her getting treatments done, of just how remarkable she is. And you'll see some tidbits of my mother and my sister as well. We gotcha. We'll make sure they get it. And we'll make sure that everybody starts getting swabbed because right now is the time to do it. And we just appreciate you calling in today. And 
letting us know all about Super Sloan and helping to get the story out. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. You are so welcome, Marla. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. I'm asking my gym community to do. That's right. You know, here's a perfect example. If you're standing there waiting for your gym time, go on one of these websites that she recommended and sign up. That's it. And and literally, that could literally change someone's life. I never knew that they sent the kid to your house, so I I learned a lot. So yeah, that was a really insightful conversation. We appreciate you you for checking in today, and we'll be back next week with another great Big Day's Power Half Hour. I don't know where she's going with this, but it made me impressed. I was watching I, I was impressed. old movies last night. Oh, God. Bye, guys. Bye we later. love you. I ain't got nothing to say. Stay <laughs> safe, wash your damn hands, and wear your mask. And cover your nose. Love you guys. Later. Follow Big Dave's Power Half Hour on social media at Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Join us next week for another episode dedicated to getting you healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.